Welcome, listeners. You are listening to episode 65 of the HRBB Podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rods by Boyd Podcast. What up, Chris? We are back. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Back here at headquarters in Old Town Orange, uh, just sipping on a couple coffees, just a couple yeah. guys. Keeping Starbucks in business. Keeping Starbucks in business and, uh, you know, just making the most out of Friday. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, no it's all good, dude. It's been a while. Another hater-free Friday, dude. Uh, yes, sir. Right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we were out of the office for a couple of Fridays there. I was on spring break. And, yeah. You know, we, we life life goes on and, yeah, we try to get in here, but, you know. We're here. We're here. We're here now. We are here, man. Yeah. So just uh, taking a break from building wheels and talking about cars so here we go yeah so yeah we're kind of you know we're gonna kind of free flow on this one a little bit you know we've got a couple guests um but yeah man what's going on with you how's how's everything going everything's going good man uh can't believe we're already in april yeah it's going fast um it seems like uh wheel the wheel sales season is picking up uh you know things are moving okay any uh unique sets gone out lately or um uh, just maybe some unique finishes uh, that we've done on some older designs, and yeah. you know, um, the customer's always right, right? <laughs> so yeah, you know, had a customer that wanted me to mask off his Columbus wheels a certain way, and I was like, eh, okay, and yeah. it actually turned out okay. And I'm gonna be actually posting some pictures here this next week. All I right. posted a few of them. He's got an olds yeah. that uh, that he wanted us to refinish those uh, Columbus wheels on yeah. uh, a certain way, and. You know, you wanted to polish the spoke, and eh, I've never done it before. We tried it in the past, and it just ah, didn't look so good. But, you know, customer's always right. Uh, you know. Do you feel like you have a, a really, like, couple popular sets that kind of get ordered more often than not? Or um, it, it comes and goes. Uh, I think that the Amarillo set is, is uh, you know, and the Columbus, those are pretty pretty popular. Yeah. You know, because um, they go on a lot of different vehicles. You know, like I say it a million times, but in the wheel world, we live in a five spoke world, a kidney beam world and a split spoke world. And then you can go even further, like in the pro touring stuff, more modern stuff, uh, some of the mesh, you know, yeah, you know, import looking designs Uh, like the HR one's always popular. A lot of people have that style. Um, I'm a big fan of the HRX four. Yeah, that's a good look. Yeah. And that that is just a. Uh, modern take, if you will, on a on like a kidney bean Halibrand style wheel. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a cool one. Yeah, especially uh, with, with the you know like the finishes, you know, like that you kind of. Yeah, well, you know, uh, um, we're we're doing uh, the website kind of redo because there's a lot of designs I thought were cool, but looking back, uh, maybe the sales lacked because we didn't have a lot of promotion on them. Yeah, yeah, we'll start pushing those a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, and, and you know, just you know, showing new finishes and. And just, yeah, I mean, I'm always, we're always coming up with new stuff throughout the year. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of moving along pretty good. Yeah. Uh, your, your, your blazer, right? The, that's your, it's a Tahoe. Tahoe, Tahoe, yeah. excuse me. No that, problem. That's got the, that's got two different wheels on it. It's they, got retro series 20 inch. It's got deuce ninjas on one side yeah. and it's got the G2 on the other side. Cool. And that's kind of like your daily driver kind of a little bit or yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a daily driver. Uh, so it's cool. I think it's it's about time for that to go down the road. Yeah. Uh, someone else to enjoy it, you know. <laughs> I did, you know, because I didn't do any motor mods to it, but it's, uh, you know, it's it's 
it's cool, man. It's right. got full, full uh, Alden coilovers all the way around. It's got the, um, it's got AZ Pro Performance's uh, Revelator brake kit up front, disc brake in the rear, uh, and it's got the React suspension from AZ Pro Performance four link in the rear that we put in there. And it, it's cool. I I like it. You know, it's just uh, I've had my fun with it and. <laughs> Um, yeah. it's time for me to get something else. And you got the, what's on deck? We got a 94, uh, short bed mm -hmm. that we just finished. Uh, Bell tech, uh, supplied us with a four, six drop kit. Okay. And that just got done and, um, trying to figure out wheels for that one. Yeah. That should be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can see it going a couple different ways, but you know, yeah, I get stuck in the, the retro, the tri fans. <laughs> I like, I think that shit's cool. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, you know, uh, this last weekend, actually, uh, I went on a long bike ride, and it actually took me, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was I started riding by it. It was the old Trader's Truck Accessory Building. For those of you, uh, you know, if you've ever read Trucking Magazine back in the 90s, uh, Trader's was the the mail order, uh, and not they weren't just mail order parts, but they were, if you were local here, I mean, you know, they were they were taking these trucks and pumping them out, you know. I don't know how many they would do in a week. I remember we had we had Tim Sasamian, mm -hmm. uh, Trader Tim, on our podcast a few years ago, and you know that was kind of a. I, I stopped and I took I posted a picture online uh, on my personal account. I remember but it was yeah, uh, yeah, it was interesting because yeah. you know a lot of memories and uh, you know very thankful for guys like Tim and my dad uh, because of that whole sport truck movement of the '90s. It it's allowing me to do, you know, and and uh, to what I'm doing and not just me. It's a whole industry. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's that's behind it. Um, so it was cool. But it was, you know, you see, a, a, it, the, I think the, the building looks like it was abandoned. Like it was a, or vac not abandoned, but vacant. vacant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was cool. Yeah. I mean, anybody in Southern California in the 90s that wanted to do a lower truck. I mean, you you went to my dad or you went to traders. Yeah. You know, I mean, there were other people doing stuff, but that was the two big, big ones. Yeah. You know, yeah, I remember when that was going on. You know, I'd, I'd go to a few car shows in Southgate and stuff, and see yeah. all the trucks there and some oh, low, yeah, low yeah. And there's always some bitching car shows over there. Yeah, trucks are cool because that was kind of like a, you know, the hardcore dudes were, you know, the, the trucks were their daily drivers. But I mean, that kind of that was like, wow, you mean yeah. I could buy a new fine, I could finance a new Chevy and get it lowered? I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, <laughs> and we've seen it with the lifted stuff. I mean, you know, for the last twenty years, you know, how many you go to dealerships and there's a you know now they're like way more expensive but i remember you know you'd have a twenty thousand you know thirty thousand dollar truck and then i'd have another twenty thousand dollars in upgrades on it but hey <laughs> you could finance it that yeah. was that's that's the key financing these hobbies is how you, it, it gets pushed forward right because yeah. uh it's all comes down it's, to money it's like that uh meme it's like uh, are are you rich because you can afford all these car parts? No, bro, I'm irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Or you know, uh, you know, it's something like get your kid, get your kids in the cars early because then they won't afford to be able to do drugs. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So no, that's cool. And you know, daily drivers. Uh, that's kind of like my thing. I mean, you know, I yeah. mean, um, I, I mean, I talk to people, and whether they're not daily drivers, I mean, majority of the wheels we sell to are being sold to people that, I mean, and it comes up in conversation all the time, you know, because I ask, I always ask the question, what size tires are you running? What size wheels? Are you, how are you setting this thing up? And then they always say the same thing. I will, I, I'm, I want to drive this thing. Yeah. Right. sounds like a dumb, like somebody who's not in the automotive world would, would be like, yeah, of no, course no. you want to drive a car. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing ever. No, but, uh, but 
there are such things as trailer queens. There are such things as just like show cars right. that people don't drive. Yeah, it's like, they're in the garage. What's so the point? Yeah, yeah the cars are coming. There's a time and a place for those, but what's the point? You know, I mean, these if people are whether you're spending ten thousand dollars or spending two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you want to drive your car. Yeah, you know, and you want to enjoy it. You know, and the restomot thing has been popular for how long? You know, because as new technology comes out, you like the styling of a 69 Camaro, but maybe the way they set that thing up originally wasn't cool. It was cool then, but then things got better. Suspension got better. Motors got better. It all got better. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're getting the 69. You could put, you make a 69 Camaro handle and drive better than a new car. Yeah. So. Well, real, real quick, what are some of uh, your favorite uh, drivers that you had over the years? Because I know you've had a ton. Oh, what are the like um, the memorable cars that you had? You know, uh, you know what? Because uh, you brought I, I, one up. Like, uh, did you have a Corvette or something? Like- oh yeah, I had a Corvette. <laughs> but that's come on, don't hold that against me. You know, I was young and I had an opportunity to get a brand new Corvette, so I did. So you, t- you know, you took it. Hey, why not? Uh, I got to be honest with you; those things in the '90s were pieces of shit. To be honest <laughs> with you, but the new ones are cool. Yeah, the new ones are real cool. Yeah, I mean, have yet to drive one. So if anybody local that's listening to this, uh, you know, I'll buy you lunch if you <laughs> let me come take it for a spin. Yeah, let me take it for a spin. Yeah, they're cool. Like the new Corvettes are cool, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm very just conservative. Like you know, like my Tahoe's totally cool, but yeah, I need it's I need key, I know? need to kind of make it make a change because uh, I'm going to drive that little short bit around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with all the biking and, and stuff that we do, I need I don't know. We I need, need something more. Yeah, I need something more practical just to get me through summer and all the traveling yeah so but yeah daily driver i mean that's uh yeah well that brings us to our our, our first guest here yeah um he's a host of a youtube show called uh daily driven resto mods so let's uh get our friend brett on the phone yeah all right hello hey, hey what's up brett how you doing Hey, Steve. How are you, man? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You're joined here with uh, Chris Kyington. What's we're, up, uh, Brett? We're right into it, man. Hey, Chris. How are you, man? Good. Hey, still shout out. Thanks for the wheels. Everybody loves them on the Camaro. Oh, right on, man. That's cool. Nice, nice. Well, Brett. Yeah, they keep asking me where I got them from, so I'm trying to send everybody your way. Well, I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, no problem. So how's everything going, man? Not too bad, you know, trucking away on the cars, the channel. Um, the 71 was good. Uh, it was did good last year. It features a good guys in the speed tech, uh, speed tech booth, the good guys because all the suspension and stuff. And then, but yeah, the wheels got a lot of compliments. What, what, what set um, did working you on a, on a uh, 70s split bumper that I got. What set did you have on the Camaro? Uh, Chris made a uh, kind of like a pro tour mesh set 18 eighths up front 18 tens on the rear and we did a spanish gold yeah it was h hro ones is what we did hro ones and yeah yeah we did a set in uh in uh, is prismatic spanish gold right yeah yes beautiful color yeah that's a cool looking color Uh, it's a cool looking color it it is. I just wanted something to set off with the blue, and everybody loves it. Oh know? yeah, that gold is good. Yeah, and that that gold is. Uh, I like it because like we do a lot of bronze, um, 
Okay. But that gold was just kind of a little different, and it, and it showed pretty well in there. I actually uh, I did it one of our five spoke sob wheels in the same color to show that. I like it. You know, it's a unique color. I mean, it's not going to be for everybody or every go against every paint scheme. But against the blue, like against a blue or white or red car, I think it's it's cool. It it is it is because I here and probably a little bit, you know, that hopefully this year that my eighty six Grand National that I'm I'm doing right now, um, I'm going to start having that on the channel. You know, bits and pieces and kind of progress. I've had the car for a while, but it was kind of on the back burner. Now I'm trying to get it back together and stuff. Um, but I'll have you build another set of wheels for that. I'm going to keep it, you know, GM because it's a real uh, GN. So I want to keep it the deep black. So, you know, I like the goal, but I don't know about, you know, your thought process. I mean, the, the black a lot stands out, but I don't know, like doing a different style of rim and like, you know, like a matte bronze or something that really goes good with the black. Well, you know, we can figure it out. But. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, you know me. I'm always open to new styles and new finishes. We do have some new designs uh, that um, and older designs that, that haven't got a lot of traction in the past. But just okay. that's just from lack of promotion and putting it on the right vehicle. So, yeah, no, that's cool. So, yeah. t- tell us a, a little bit yeah. about the just your your YouTube series um that mm-hmm. uh, you promote yeah give us a little background where, where are we talking to you today from so you know it, it's called daily driven resto mods and the reason you know i did it i've been around cars like you guys a long time you know and i've i've done cars since i was 15 so you know friends family a lot of people you know have asked me like you know why don't you just do something with that you know and back then there wasn't youtube you know we did these cars when i first built my first one my 69 uh camaro that's on my background pick on my page and it was complete pro tour you know the whole nine yards rotis painted everything i mean it was like a small box 355 a tko 505 speed that i got from gene churchot Silver Sport, Tranny. Um, I worked with Kyle Tucker when Detroit Speed was still in Detroit, yeah. designing and kind of in engineering uh, brake bracket kits because there wasn't really kits back then. So, you know, I put a Ford 9-inch in the 69 Camaro out of, a, I think, a 79 Lincoln Versailles because it's the same track width. So we kind of worked hand in hand with Chris and developed like a big bearing bracket that you could bolt the bare brakes to. So he gave me a heck of a deal on the brake kit because we helped him do, you know, the brackets and stuff. And it's kind of that's how it started. But there wasn't cameras back then or this or that, you know. And I mean, we took, I think, two trips across country in that car. It was a hoot. Beautiful car. Is that the silver one with the red on the hood? The silver and the, that actually the stripes are a house of colors. Um, I talked with Arnett, you know, who used to the paint design those victory motorcycles. Yeah. And I ran into him at a show and he was just bringing out that color. And so it, it's a Mercedes sparkle silver off like an E55 AMG code, I think 2000 something. Okay. And then the house of colors are like a, uh, Arnett burnt orange or something and then you know of course we they're underneath the clear so i mean the car was very clean very beautiful you know i still get crap from my friends about selling that car <laughs> but you know i had it for 15 years you know yeah. you, you move on but 
For sure. <laughs> if only so, we had you know, enough time, that, money, and, and then, space, we'd keep them all, right? <laughs> yeah, I, and I wish if I had if I kept all huh, if I kept all the cars I'd have, I'd have to have like a small warehouse. You yeah. know, I mean, there's certain cars you want back. You know, that one I. You know, I probably wish I had it back. It would have been, you know, LS, probably ter- twin turbo swap by now. But because um, then after that, I picked up, well, and actually before that, before I bought the Camaro, I bought that thing in 98. So before that, I actually owned a 95 twin turbo Supra six-speed target top. And that car wished I had back. And that was, what they year are, was that? It was a 95 Toyota Supra yeah. twin turbo six speed target top. Yeah. That's awesome. That was, was a great era. That was a great era for for oh. Japanese cars. Like the mid the mid like lower to mid range Japanese cars. Like I mean, Oh man, I'm I telling mean, you that back I think I bought I bought it from a doctor in ninety seven. He had it about two years and I owned it about two and a half years. But I tell you what, what I paid back then, I mean it is I don't know, maybe like just under thirty one thousand back then, but holy crap! Now they're like one hundred and fifty. You it's know, crazy. I mean, there's yeah, some that are more than that. But. I remember I had when I graduated in ninety two. I had an Eclipse all wheel drive uh, GSX, and I mean, those things were cool. I mean, looking back, I mean, they only had one hundred ninety horsepower stock, right? But I mean, you could, I mean, HKS and a bunch of Gretti and all these companies were making stuff. You can get those things over four hundred horsepower back then. You know, and that was oh, a, yeah. that was like a twenty thousand dollar car, and I mean, yeah. you know, those, and that's when the 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 RX seven changed body styles. What the year after, the Supra came out with the new body style. The MR two had a new body 93. style. Yeah, MR two had the new body style. Um, yeah, yeah, and these were all like sub thirty thousand dollar cars, right? And then also you had like the Dodge Stealth. Um, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, air. But the '95 Stealth RT Twin Turbo, you know, and that was. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, that was kind of like like a sister car to the uh, Mitsubishi 3000 GTB R4, though. I think it was like parts were borrowed, I believe. Yeah, so it's the same thing with the Eclipse platform because you had the uh, Eagle Talon, which was on the same platform as, as the Eclipse, and then the Dodge. The stealth platform that was the Mitsubishi GT three thousand, right? Um, yeah. Which was looking back, that was a kind of a funky looking car, but I mean, a lot of bang for your buck in those days. Oh, and also, I mean, how do we how are we missing the 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 three hundred ZXs twin turbos? You know. Yeah. Then ninety. Yeah. Ninety. Ninety. Ninety to ninety five or ninety six or something. Yeah. Yeah. They had those too. Yeah, that was that was cool, and that was I mean, back. Um, go ahead. I would say though I like those cars, but the, between the Dodge Stealth, the Mitsubishi, the ZX, they all shared that similar problem because of everything's crammed in an engine bay. The wire harness is wire we always got heat soaked, dried out. You know, I hear that from even today. You know, guys modifying them, it's just they produce so much heat under the hood. It's just you know, just kind of a flaw. I mean, it's just everything's so crammed in there. Yeah, that that was uh, that was a fun time back then because I was just graduating high school and th- we would uh, 
that's when the street races were real big. Sunday nights over here, yeah, over in in Rancho Dominguez and Compton area, it was like they get hundreds of cars. That was like, you know, before Fast and Furious ever came out, and it was it was pretty wild. All the Integras, <laughs> yeah, you know? a lot of industrial space back there. Oh yeah. yeah, but guys would trailer in Camaros, you know, Pro Street Camaros, and just you know, it, it was yeah. you know all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you we, know, it was a pretty it was a pretty wild time. You know. Yeah. But yeah, we we did all that too. You know, we actually would go out on an empty road to be safe, and we'd have like you know almost like an NRHA tree and everything else, and have like quarter mile drag. You know, and it just we were safe about it. Yeah, but we'll not any. You know, <laughs> just times have changed. Not anymore. Not everybody wants to go on the highway. You know, it's just crazy. Well, and, and then now, I mean, like we we talk, we're talking about you. You want something that's capable, but also something that you don't mind driving every day, you know? Yeah. Yep. Hence your uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. That, and that's the premise the, the daily driven rest of mods is that's the whole key is I wanted to build cars for one show that you can build a really nice car. You know, if you got some knowledge and a good set of tools and stuff, I don't have every tool in the book. I mean, even on the channel in the 71, I had to take it to the shop to do, certain things that needed a lift or welding or stuff, you know, but the rest of the stuff, I pretty much did the rest of that car, you know, and you can do it in your garage with some knowledge, but at the same time, you want to be able to, instead of just quarter mile it, you know, and you want to be able to drive it on the street. So that was the premise is build something that you can daily drive, drive on the street, very dependable, um, Kind of anywhere, anywhere, you know, go across the country. Well, and and, you know? I, and, I and think, that's and that's what keeps and and you know we we talk about it a lot as far as where the industry's going. Our cars going to even be around in ten years, and and this is what keeps these things uh, relevant and keeps them you know fresh. Yeah, that you could take something old and make it new. Hey, yeah. you know, hey, it's like put the Bluetooth in there, put the everything, put all the new technology in there, make it as comfortable as your your other new car. You know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's kind of the name of the game right now, you know? I mean... I mean, hey, if that wasn't Steve the was name of the about, game, you know, SEMA wouldn't be as big as they are, right? I mean, that's <laughs> just kind of like... It's not just race parts. Hey, I mean, the modifying industry is, you know, what, a, I don't know how many billion-dollar industry, but, yeah, I mean, all these aftermarket parts now for old cars, you know, it's, they're just built differently. The old cars, you know, the era we grew up, I mean, I graduated a couple of years before you, but that era, you know, we had all the cool stuff. You know, we had the leftover stuff from the 70s, some cool 80s, you know, like the Grand National stuff. There wasn't a lot of 80s cars that were that were cool in my book other than, I think, the Grand National. And then you got to the 90s, you know, like you said, you know, Supers and RX-7s and Mitsubishis and all that stuff. Ooh. Now it's like, I mean, you got modern muscle out the yin yang and horsepower and you know cars for straight line cars for road racing but they're just not i mean i know things evolve but it's just something about the body lines back then on them cars of like the 60s and 70s that are still beautiful today and that's why a lot of people now are like i'll just modernize it because it looks better than a new car well and i i gotta say too i think it's a it's there's a lot more metal on those cars you know, I mean, even go back even further. It's just <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a reason there's a reason, you know, 
uh, a 59 caddy is beautiful you know or some of these uh, mercs and stuff because it's just like this ton of just r- r- smooth round oh. metal yeah you know and it's like plastic i mean i don't know you can spot plastic a mile away in some car i mean that that's what like cor- corvette guys kill me when especially with the corvettes of the 90s uh just plastic you know, fiberglass. Spo- oh, yeah. spoilers and, and air splitters and, <laughs> and all kinds of shit and ground effects. And it's like, no, no, don't do yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, dressing no, the pig. I, I like, and you know, I mean, you go back even the 60s, I mean, that fiberglass, you know, some were metal, some were, you know, a lot of fiberglass, but not plastic. <laughs> I yeah. mean, GM went through that phase with their car, even in the 80s. You know, I think every car they produced was plastic. <laughs> Oh yeah, most cars. But. And plastic doesn't last. Not like metal. Not like metal. No. No, but it's uh. No. It's it's interesting because I mean you know and there's still the conversation came up a few weeks ago from someone who's not really in the not really in the automotive business uh, um, drives a Tesla and you know but he's like oh but when everything goes electric uh, you know what do you think about the wheel thing and I think. Well, first of all, if you drive around Southern California, I'm sure a lot of other cities are like this now. I mean, you just see Teslas everywhere, and they make what? Well, how many models they make? Only three? Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? I don't know. And they all look the same. It all <laughs> looks the same. What's the one thing you can do to yeah. change your Tesla? Put yeah. wheels on it. Yeah. You know? Maybe yeah. put a wrap on it. I don't know. So, yeah. people, it, this is a fashion industry. It's automotive, but I'm, we're, I'm on the fashion end of it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Correct. I mean, but we stopped chasing lightweight wheels a long time ago. It's it's all it's all fashion to make it look look cool. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys now. I mean, you know, they have you know HRE and um, a lot of the other top, you know, mag, B mag and stuff. I mean, all them guys. You know, you, they can reserve all them lightweight wheels for. You know, you got the higher end cars, you know, McLaren and Porsche and all that stuff that already use that stuff from the factory. If you're going to go race it or road race it or track it, that's what they want. But on the average person, you know, they're not going to spend, I mean, them lightweight wheels can be what, three or four or five grand a piece. Yeah. Who's going to do that unless you're real serious or you just got dumb money? But I mean, I'll tell you what, it's all about how it's marketed because, you know, uh, spoiler alert, I mean, there, there's certain companies like, you know, HRE in uh, these some other companies that th- we're all using like similar machine shops, right? You know, you, same same machine shops. You might have three different brands coming out of one machine shop, right? So it's like, yeah. uh, I'll throw my HRO one like on your car. I'll throw those up against any HRE or Forge Line wheel in a race, right? Because it's like, oh, absolutely. To a certain level, I mean, we test all, all these wheels to a certain. They have to pass a certain strength level, right? So it's like, okay passes there it weighs about the same and you know i mean and but all there's yeah. a lot of companies making great wheels you know like i said forge line makes a great product and they market it a certain way i mean way. there is you know yeah i mean you you got you know if, if i want you can build a higher end wheel if somebody wants to i mean you know you get into the the mono block wheels with the you know, mono center mounting like the Porsches and stuff and some of them full carbon fiber wheels. Well, that's a whole different ball game. Oh, yeah. Now, I remember years I mean, ago, we did some wheels probably 20 years ago for a guy uh, doing Citrones. 
of all things. And I went to his okay. office one day. He actually threw a wheel at me. It was like a 14-inch wheel. He threw it at me, and I caught it. It was a carbon fiber wheel. But Citroen had, I forget, I want to say it was Michelin that helped produce this wheel in the 70s. This thing only weighed about four oh, pounds. Oh, wow. It only, it only weighed like four or five pounds. It was the lightest thing I've, lightest wheel I ever held. Wow. Yeah. They they built it for wow. a specific race application. It was a the tiniest little thing, the tiniest wheel, you know. But yeah, I mean, uh, certain technologies have been around a long time. Some of them circle back. I mean, yeah, you know. Um, but people stick with metal because <laughs> it's it's no, uh, strong. I, it's I'm, it's repairable, reliable. Yeah. So, so Brett, let me ask you because uh, you go uh, all around, uh, go to different car shows and uh, whatnot. Uh, what are some of the trends you uh, you've seen out there? What, what's 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 going on out there? Well, you know, like on my channel, I mean, I don't talk about all the trends. I just show, kind of show the cars. You know, when we did the Hot Rod Power Tour um, and stuff. What I'm seeing, and this, you know, I know Chris D was telling me you got a you know, about what a mid low '80s C10 type truck. Uh, I have a well right now. I have a, a '96 two-door Tahoe, and then we have a '94 uh, short bed we're working on. Okay, so even the '90s. So <laughs> you go back on the trend I'm seeing, and you know, and everybody's kind of like what we talked about earlier, going back to modernizing the old stuff. So what I'm seeing is with the technology. So a lot of these people are taking these '69 through you know '72 C10s and even above. Even the short boxes, you know, the 80s are making a comeback and, and getting marketed. And there's all these different companies. I mean, Speedtech, like I said, I full suspensions on my 71 Camaro, but they make a kit for, you know, the C10s and stuff. It's just beautiful, and it makes them handle like a dream, way better than you would ever imagine, you know, from the factory. But the trends are, let's put some modern suspension, you know, Willwood or Bear Brakes. Um, let's, let's do an LS because it's a proven motor heck i saw a lot of the stuff that was ls with a single turbo i mean you wouldn't think any i drive the street to sleepers you know you'd have like a 72 c10 that you know i think we saw in pensacola and it was ls with a single turbo so you know that thing's pushing you know seven eight nine hundred horsepower but probably smoke you know most anything modern yeah. and i think on the trip we ran into a guy almost you have a Tahoe. This guy had a mid seventies Jimmy, like a Jimmy Blazer. Yeah. And we were rolling on the freeway, and I don't remember where we were at. If it was between like Alabama and Florida, and when on the power truck, so I I picked up a twenty one GT five hundred. So we took that on a hot rod power tour, and this guy was every bit on the freeway right next to me, like trying to race. And this thing was fast. And then we saw it at the show. And sure enough, LS, single turbo swap. I mean, it's just the trend. You know, you kind of keep some of the nostalgia, which I love. And I took pictures of that when I don't know if I posted that. I don't, I don't believe in it in one of my videos, but we took some pictures. But it was, it still looked kind of stock as you could, it was lowered. Um, LS, single turbo. But the inside is what was, kind of making a comeback and what they used to do back in the early seventies. And it was, 
like a plaid interior, like so everything was kind of leather, but where you sit, you know how they like do the two tones. Yeah. So they did these back in some of the Mach ones and Mustang fastbacks. You could order them, and it was a plaid material, so it was plaid on the where you sit, where your butt sits, and on your back. And this is kind of some of the trend I saw in some of these interiors. They were doing like an old school plaid material, it was new, but it looked colors and sort of old school, and it was it was it was beautiful. Yeah, and so, you, I mean a lot of well, and I got I got to tell you. Uh, to talk about what you're talking about right now is um, if you look at TMI TMI products, this just came up recently because um, one of yeah. our customers that had a, a set of our wheels, um, he actually won an award uh, over at, let's take a look here, at Del Mar, I think. Um, okay. And I want to say... Yeah, I mean, he has exactly the interior um, you, you, that you're talking about. So yeah, take a look at it. It's TMI, TMI products, they just posted um, a video of this K5. Uh, it's a 72 K5 Blazer. Uh, it's like a, it's two-tone light blue and white. It's got like tan interior, but it's got the middle section with the plaid blue and white to match. It's, 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 it's nice. Oh, nice. it's, it's the color combo is beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Um, I'll have to send this to you, but it's exactly it just yeah, exactly I, what you're talking I, about. It's 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 awesome. I talked with pretty. I talked with TMI about doing that, um, in one of my cars, and I mean the Grand National. Of course, I'm not going to do that. I I actually just got delivered like the whole interior to recover it, which is you know, from highway stars and they sell nothing but kind of GM approved licensed stuff. So it'd all be, still be natural, you know, the, the black and the medium gray or whatever lore type stuff that you came in the grand nationals. But when I talk with TMI, you know, I have another car that I want to do that, that they can design and all these new plaid materials are coming up. And with these older rides, it just sets them off. They're just beautiful. Yeah, no, they, they, they make some nice <laughs> stuff. They did a, uh, Hot Rods and Custom stuff out of uh, Escondido um, did a lot on this this K5, and it's it was at the Grand National, um, and it was at Del Mar, but uh, it's 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 a it's a good looking blazer. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it's it's beautiful the way. Because I ran into there's a guy here, um, and I because I I'm not going to say his name yet because. I think we're going to do kind of a piece on him on my channel, but I kind of want to keep him a little secret just because his, he does nothing but Mustang and he oh, was redoing a car anyway. for these <laughs> two <laughs> brothers. No, that's yeah. So he read he was re redid his car for these two brothers. And the joke was these two brothers worked on like one of the warehouses for Ford back in 69. So they were drunk and ordered a 69 Mach 1. Well, in the book, so he pulls out the original book, and sure enough, it's like root beer brown was the outside, and then they had a plaid for the seat. Okay, yeah. For the seats and the, like the door panel cards. And they ordered that, thinking it was a joke. Well, it came in, they ordered the car for whatever. Well, he just finished restoring his car for them, and it is now a one-of-one. 69 Mustang Mach 1 Fastback. No it's way. It's the only That's one funny. ever ordered in Root Beer Brown. Yeah. 
the one time getting dr- a, a, a drunk decision worked out, right? That's yeah, funny. yeah. I mean, it was just it was a a funny story, but I mean, it's like holy cow! Now it's like you know one of one. So who knows what this thing's worth? That's... And it's a real Mach One, you know, it's the three fifty one. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it was a cool color combo. I wouldn't think of doing that, but it it was two plaid materials as an option back in 69 and 70 on these books from Ford. And it's, now it's making a comeback, you know, I don't think like bell bottoms are, but no, well, <laughs> I don't think those are making they, a comeback, they, but <laughs> bell bottoms always kind of seem to, I mean, they always kind of seem to pop up every once yeah. in a while. Well, certain, Hey, guys yeah. will never pull off bell bottoms. I'm sorry. No. There's certain women that can pull it off no. and, and okay. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, nah. uh, the the acid wash jeans are back in full force. Acid wash. Right well, you would know it's you. Yeah. Well, I got yeah. thir- I got twelve year old daughter, so she's oh just... okay. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the mom oh, jeans. Yeah. Oh, hey, the... I like how they call them mom jeans. It's so funny. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. uh, hey, having mom. two teenage daughters, I see all this shit. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm like, what? Mom <laughs> jeans. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, that's... That's Shout out funny. to Brandy I mean, Melville, like... right? Brandy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you, you'll, Steve will know uh, who Brandy Melville is soon enough. <laughs> it's a store, yeah. Steve, and you're gonna be there. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> yeah, your daughter. She's only twelve. You just wait. Yeah, she's doing the thrift store thing right now. She's. Oh uh, yeah, well that Brandy Melville <laughs> looks like. Uh, yeah, it looks like a, th- a high-end thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It's, I'm sure it's not the same as thrift store prices either. So. No, but but yeah, you know what? I gotta appreciate because you know what's funny is. Uh, if you go to uh, Pac Sun, Brandy Melville, what's the other one? Um, uh, American Outfitters. Okay. No, Urban Out. Ur- Ur- it's American Eagle. Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters or American? You have American Eagle there. Yeah. 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 So, so if you go in these places, okay. do they have '80s and '90s style like car shirts in there? Have you seen this shit? <laughs> no. Oh man, it's oh, like yeah. like. Uh, like Days of Thunder style, like NASCAR shirts. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I've seen it at the uh, Army Navy here at or- Orange. Where they got like the old racing shirts. And yeah, stuff like no. That. So so they're reproducing that style shirt, and it's a yeah. lot. I mean, obviously, it's a lot of made up brands and shit. They like, find me an uh, old Ascot shirt. Ascot, yeah. Remember Ascot uh, racetrack. Oh, yeah. Ascot, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. There's all, it's it's funny because they got these. You know, my daughter is she won't, she won't wear one of my shirts, uh, Hot Rod by Boy shirts, but. Uh. But she'll wear some freaking uh, make-believe shit oh. she got at uh, Urban Outfitters. What happens if she shows up with a Chip yeah. Foose shirt? A Chip Foose? No, that's cool. That'd be fine. I don't care. Nah, she'll wear my shirts. But it's just funny because like, it's like... Yeah. You, you know, want retro, here you go. Yeah, well, yeah, it's... Hey, it's all cycling back around, you know? Yeah. And you know what? This came up also, too. Who would have thought that vinyl records would still be in existence? Oh, dude. Right? And they're, they're oh. huge right oh. now. The, the COVID really accelerated the record... Uh, sales oh. you know so like there's a record store here in orange now that like dude they're selling all kinds of records I, i'm friends with the owner he's got great uh record system uh players and whatnot and dude it's just like they can't keep the vinyl in stock they, yeah well so so there's hope for uh, everything old i mean it, <laughs> and you know what it does it just the, the well i mean uh it's weird it's just kind of yeah. it's cool though yeah records yeah i yeah. thought cds were gonna kill records but you know cds aren't all they're cracked up to be either yeah you know the cassettes will come back? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think eight tracks are ever going to make a comeback. Like no, vinyl, so. <laughs> no, we were talking about that this morning with one of my buddies. It's like, you know, nowadays we get bombarded with memes and jokes. I mean, it, 
just oh, yeah. whatever your bandwidth is, I mean, you could just keep it firing at you. You know, we had to wait for the new Jerky Boys uh, tape to come out, <laughs> you know, and we'd all sit around a, on a camping trip, sit around a campfire yeah. and ah, flip the tape over. Yeah. And you listen to the Jerky Boys or listen to uh, people <laughs> yep. would re- record Howard Stern <laughs> oh, episodes yeah. and we would listen to those. Or, or go in the mall and get in those uh, truly tasteless joke books. Remember those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean. Yeah. You would, they can't even sell those now. I mean, dude, you would listen to the Jerky Boys <laughs> tape like a hundred times. Yeah. And then and now it's just like our attention span is like 30 seconds. Oh, if that, Right? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, many, so, hey. What, yeah. Yeah. So many pranksters and influencers out there. It's just like, uh, uh, it's just too, it's too much. But you know what? Uh, it, it, it really, it, it's, you know, having a long-term project like a car. Cause I mean, I mean, Brett, I mean, you see it on your end. Uh, and, um, I mean, it, it, it takes a while to build these things, you know? I mean, it, it, it oh, it's, yeah. it's something that's, it's good. It's good to kind of, I think, I mean, therapeutic on some level. Yeah. Right? Yeah, cathartic. Uh, it'll piss you off, too. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's, if it has tires or hey, it's know, tits I, or tires, built, it's going to cause you problems. <laughs> cost you money. <laughs> when I built the 69, that was kind of, that was like my therapy. I'm not a big go out to bar guy or drinker. I don't smoke or what. I mean, I'll drink. I'll have, you know, drinks with dinner or something yeah. like that once in a while. But, you know, I don't need to go out to bars and hang out that was kind of like my therapy like hey i want to do something productive and keep my mind busy so my dad popped me and then i just kind of went you know kept going and he just build these cars but you know and some of them like they say they are labor love some you can make money on some you know you're lucky if you break even you know the projects but it's something that can keep you focused and take your mind away from things you go out in the garage and you tinker on the car and well, you're you kind of get away. You know, I, I mean, that's my sanctuary. Some people have different. Hey, and you know, you what? know, to each their own. It's 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 all about the hobby. It's about the um, you're building something. Yeah, you know, something you're producing that, something that didn't exist before. You're creating it or, or making it better, or you know. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, you could be into golf and go spend a few hundred dollars every weekend golfing. Yeah. If that's your thing. Go for it. Yeah. Oh, you know, Waste absolutely. Money, yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, uh, but also too, like you said, if you, if you know, when you're done with it and you've had fun and you want to sell it, you can make enough money to start another project. (laughs) Keep it going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, you know, unless you got dumb money, you, you know, you can't keep all the products, you know, and I had that on my channel, you know, and I had a 71 Cuda and it, I had it about four and a half years, and but it was numbers matching. I got lucky when I scored it, but then, you know, even my buddy was over at, you know, Etoy that went on the power, power, you see him on the channel, and he was just like, you know, don't touch this damn car, I'll kill you. And it was that nice because I was like, yeah, I kept looking at it like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't daily drive rest of them all the same because it's the numbers matching. So, I mean, there's certain cars, you, you it doesn't matter. You know, you can do whatever, but you know, the, the purest at heart too, you know, I'm, I'm both. So I had to sell it. You know, it's like, well, if I keep in the garage, then it's going to get a six, four, three ninety two Hemi swap, you know, but yeah. you just can't, you can't, you can't keep them all. You know, it's like, you got to build one and it's not build another or the fund <laughs> one or this or that, or yeah, it's and, just and, the and way like, it goes. And like you, you said, know? there's certain certain cars that you you can do a lot to, but then there's certain going. 
Yeah, don't mess with it. I mean, this topic of conversation comes up with especially Boyd cars over the years where where people just will just change stuff about it or just, you know, do things they shouldn't do to it. And and it's not just a Boyd car. It's any kind of iconic car, custom car. Yeah. It's like, dude, leave it alone. Yeah. You know, leave it the way it is. But, hey. Yeah. You know. What do you – I mean – Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, what what are you most excited about uh, technology wise coming into like the Restomod uh, deal? Well, so, uh, I mean, a lot of it. What I'm seeing so on the tour, and I know everybody's going electric. I won't do that because I love. I wouldn't mind the challenge, but at the same time, there's just nothing better than when you start a car and you have that v8 that cam lobe i mean my 71 you know because i put that small block 427 in it and it just it sounds like a nascar at idle you know yeah. you can't beat that you know you can feel it you can hear it it's a you know my yeah. wife has a, a model 3 tesla performance now don't get me wrong that damn thing is fast it'll give you a headache but you know there's just no sound <laughs> i'm like <laughs> yeah it just it doesn't speak to me you know, like some of these other cars. So on the trans, you know, like I said, we, I think it was in Atlanta or something. And I think Linkafeld or somebody, they literally took an old El Camino and it's on my episode and it is an EV El Camino. I mean, it's pretty cool, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well that's the industry. You can buy an EV crate motor. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the trend I can see. Like, I've seen people do it in Mustangs. I've seen a guy do it in, uh, oh, I think like a Dart or something. I mean, there's there's other people that are doing these, you know, EV cars and these EV motors and these older cars. But for me, <laughs> a lot of the trend I saw is, you know, everything's LS Uh Everything's either supercharged, you know, or actually turboed, either single or double. Modern suspension, you know, speed tech, ride tech, all that, you know, stuff. Um, beautiful wheels and tires, you know, whether it's yours or somebody else's. You know, basically modernized car. They want, you know, AC and they want Bluetooth and they want to be able to drive this thing like a modern car all over the place. Yeah. You know, that's just kind of the trend. Like, hey, I want to hop in this and drive, you know, drive anywhere across country, you know, and that's that's kind of be the kind of the plan for the uh, Grand National is, you know, I want to do like an epic road trip. Nice. You know, we, we get it. And, you know, me and each other are talking about ship it to him and, you know, come through your neck of the woods, like take the one one from watching all the way down to route 66 and then head across country. And there I'm like, go. that would be epic road trip. Yeah. And you that's, know, that's, that's a gas that's vehicle what, trip. That's the infrastructure is not there to enjoy an electric vehicle, you know? No, no, and that's the thing. It's like <laughs> you, you can't take an electric car on that because you're you're stopping every 250 miles, 300 miles for an hour, and I'm like, that's, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 interesting to see where things go. Um, yeah. But Brett, we're gonna wrap it up, yeah. man. We appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah. Uh, and um, let's stay in touch, and then yeah, just let me know yeah. Uh, yeah. what we're doing on the next project with wheels. I'd love to. Get that started. That'd be go- great. And and where can our uh, oh lose- yeah no I I I appreciate I appreciate having me on. I appreciate you know giving me the time on the show and 
you know, Steve for the work he's done for me yeah, and you right, for the wheels. You got Steve, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Steve we'll, over there editing your videos and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Steve edits my stuff. So, you know, anybody needs some beautiful editing. I, I get a lot of compliments now with it and stuff. I think we got it dialed in and, yeah. um, stuff, but yeah. So, I mean, get a hold of me, like send me an email, Chris, with, uh, uh that the new series that you got or the other ones you brought back. I want to take a look at them. We'll, yeah. We need to figure something out. It'll be eighteen eight, eighteen ten. You know, we'll get the right offset for the Grand National, but we need to figure something out that's kind of a a beautiful set that's going to set that deep black off. Oh. So we'll work something out. I think it's just going to set it off. Yeah, for sure. And so, uh, one more time, give a shout out to your YouTube channel. Oh uh, yeah, Daily Driven Rest of Mod. So you know, I'd appreciate subscribe, like, and follow. And, and you know, we're trying. Everybody learns. It's so it's been a work in progress, but I think it's getting better. So. Hopefully, you know, stay tuned. We got some cool stuff coming up and so I'll just keep on truck and keep plugging away. That's all you can do, you know. Absolutely. Sounds good, man. Well, thanks again. Yeah, thanks for being on the show, buddy. Thanks, Steve. Chris, I appreciate it. You guys have a good day, man. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right, bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was Brett Ayers from uh, Daily Driven Wrestle Mods. Yeah. Cool conversation with him. That's cool, man. It's it's cool because it's like uh, the – you know, it's a grassroots kind of a... Oh, he really know. is trying, man. I, I Hats off to him. We've been working on that show for probably like a year and a half now. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of, you know, had times where we were kind of not really doing much, but now we're in full production mode and kind of putting out, trying to put out episode Tuesday and Fridays. Um, he's got great content that he's collecting. He's going all over the place. He's always driving a different freaking car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no. he's, he's having a good time. That's totally cool, man. And yeah. you know what? We need more people like him. Yeah. And uh, keep this, keep the wheels turning around here, buddy. <laughs> he's you know one of those saying? guys that keeps the industry going, man, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, well, uh, on behalf of myself and uh, Mr. Chris Kyneton, Thank you again for tuning in. This has been the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. This is episode 65. We will talk to you next time. Checking out from the city of Orange. We'll talk to you later.